0: This is Superfood Sundays, a plant-based podcast with Chef Lynette.
1: Any cheese that doesn't melt is not a cheese for me. So even some of this vegan cheese is supposed to be good. If it don't melt, it's not the cheese for me.
0: Totally, totally. I'm thinking like, oh my God, every time I try a bad vegan cheese, I'm like, this is just like the cheese from school growing up. Y'all got to do better. You know, it's just not take away the dairy and then everything's going to be okay and just add all these oils. So, I mean, look, you said it. I don't even have to say anything else. Y'all just might get a little triggered out there. It just really depends on what you grew up with. So, yeah
1: yeah and i know a lot of people have trouble getting rid of cheese and moving to a plant-based cheese but i'm like it all cheeses just like regular cheeses are not created equal you know a little follow your heart little Miyoko's. like you really have to try different types of vegan cheese and i have some people they're like they love this one cheese i'm not gonna shout them out but i don't like it at all and people love it and i'm like ooh, well hey If you like it, I love it. As long as it's vegan, I'm happy for you. And I don't try to crush their dreams. But uh, yeah, you do have to taste different types.
0: Mm, Can you get it from anywhere? Yep. (laughs) Okay, okay.
1: I ain't trying to shoot nobody in the foot.
0: (laughs) No, 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 totally not. But I also think it's really important that we stay as authentic and honest as possible about this stuff. Because what I found with the Superfood School community is that you know a lot of folks are stepping into this for the first time. And so if you say this is good... And it's not. It's like not only are they not going to trust you, they're not even going to trust the entire movement. So they'll be done with all of it. So, yeah, it's important for us that we are super transparent. Yeah.
1: And I appreciate you say that because actually I used to tell people I didn't like this cheese. But then I caught myself because I found more than one person that did like it. And I was like, wait a minute. If. I have a, I'm a super taster, so I have very sensitive taste buds. So my palate is much more sensitive than regular palate. But because I realized that taste buds are different and it is it's not a bad product. I just personally don't like it. That's why I'm becoming more mindful as an influencer and more mindful with my recommendations. Because like I said, if I felt like something is not so good for you, I'll say that's not so good for you, but it tastes good or that's not so good for you and it don't taste good. I will say that. But if I run into something where I feel like multiple people have liked it and I haven't, I won't I won't mention it because I think because of my influence in people's head, they'll think it's bad and it, they could like it. So that's that was my reason behind that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And look, Koya has a reason to be mindful. She has a million followers on social media, so she is definitely an influencer. But I want to take it all the way back to the beginning and just kind of your early influences yourself. So were you vegan? Were you not vegan?
1: I was definitely not vegan. I ate all the things. We roasted a pig in my church parking lot that we got from our neighbor down the street. I mean, it was definitely farm to table, though. I ate exotically. I'm still a foodie, just a vegan foodie now. But I ate alligator, crocodile, ostrich. I used to go to Fuddruckers, you know, and they would make all kind of animals. And so I hope my veganism for the last 16 years makes up for all the animals that I ate previously. But yeah. had ostrich and Ostrich burger. I mean, I see now. I feel like I'm promoting. That. <laughs> so I'm like, like... <laughs> see, I see. I have to be careful because, I'm like, I'm gonna go to farm workers and try us burger. That sounds good. <laughs> crocodile, I crocodile chicken tender well, was like a chicken tender, but it was crocodile. So, yeah. I mean, I don't eat the animals. And I feel so much more energy and so much vitality when I transitioned in the beginning. It was for health reasons. And I started eating plant-based and I felt energy and I felt the glow. But then once I started reaching, researching and watching the documentaries and saw the abuse that happened to animals, and I realized that I would get upset when I would hear Men shooting outside, and they were hunting the deer that I would see hop across our property, and I was so like, oh yep. dad, don't let them, don't let them kill Bambi! <laughs> oh, that they're killing Bambi! <laughs> you know, and I was so attached to the animal from the show Bambi, and now <clears throat> I realized because I didn't see the animal because it was in a burger or it was, you know, it was some kind of way, I didn't have such a emotional connection. But really, when I realized, like, no, you're a burger and your, your bacon is Wilbur, and you know all these animals that you're eating are, are their animals. So I really had to ask myself how I wanted to uh, move forward. And for me, I was like, as long as I can have energy and vitality, and I don't have to eat those things. Why not?
0: Okay, so you did run in college. So I'm sure that that had a big effect on how you started to fuel your body. But When did the strong vegan influences come in? Because I know a lot of times people tend to explore myself included, once they're out of the house, not around family members with temptations and naysaying and all that stuff.
1: Absolutely. In college, that's when I realized that I can just eat whatever I want to and burn it off. You know, I realized that it wasn't just about the calories or weight gain or weight loss. It was actually about what I'm putting into my body and the health and impact that food has on my body as it goes through my body. And that's when I Mm -hmm. realized that food is energy. And so with that, I started to more so look at eating more fruits and vegetables because by that time I was eating all the processed food, all the packaged food. My first year in college, I gained the freshman 25 because I had a food card and I could eat whatever I want. So I gained 25 pounds and I loved it. I loved a little curve because I was just such a, a slim girl growing up. And in the South, you know, you get a little more points for being thick. So I was like, ooh, I got a booty now. And, uh, you know, everything was filling out. So yeah, I was really excited. I love my 25 pounds, (laughs) but it wasn't great for athletics because I was putting on a lot of muscle, but still you have to move that muscle. I was a high jumper. I was a heptathlete. So I realized like, oh, okay. One, I can't eat anything I want. Two, I was starting to get mucus in my system. So I was running, I was coughing up phlegm and things like that. So I started looking at, you know, eating more plant based actually in college when I took a nutrition class and start understanding the impact of nutrition on my body. But it wasn't until I moved to California and got around a different community and environment because my grocery store back home was Piggly Wiggly. Okay, we ate pork for breakfast, you know, so um, the Piggly was wiggling and we was catching it and eating it. Okay, so, yeah, it was. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't great. But in California, I saw avocado, actual avocado for the first time, not guacamole at Taco Bell, which is all I knew growing up. I never saw an avocado at the store, nor a lot of exotic fruits that I see now. So if some of you all are there. I can relate. Like I grew up on green beans and corn and cornbread and meat and, you know, our corn and green beans and sometimes even greens. The ones we didn't grow in a garden came out of a can. And so now I know the benefit of not eating necessarily as much as possible out of a can. Remember, I talked about this in my demo, but I, I believe in good, better and best. So uh, the, the best is fresh food. It's good if you're eating plant based and eating something that's natural is better eating something that's animal or unnatural. So good, better and best. Just remember that and do the best you can. Because at that time, I was doing the best that I can. And as I started doing better and better, I started seeing my energy increase, my skin start to glow. And people would say you glow. And I was like, thank you. And I really like that. So I started eating more. When I moved to California, I started even eating even more vegetables. And I ran across this book called the mucusless diet, and I had all the congestion. So then I started getting rid of foods that contain gluten, you know? And then I started, the mucus started going away. And then my friend asked me to do the master cleanse, which we talked about before we hopped on. And I did the master cleanse and I purified my body. And I did 21 days. I'm telling you, after 21 days, I I didn't even want to eat anymore. I had liquid out the front, liquid out the back. I was just, I was clean. I I got rid of all of it.
0: It makes you question, right? You know, I've been practicing fasting for like 15 years. I'm on a water fast right now. And I started with the master cleanse. And once you really get into it, you're really thinking like, why do I really need food? You know, obviously we need it in the long run, but in the short run, it really shows us how powerful our body is doing the things and how much food is just in the mind and in so much emotion. So, so, Absolutely.
1: And I look at people like that to answer that because some people will stop eating forever. Um, Food is energy, Right is energy. Everything in the world is energetic. People are energetic. Plants are energetic. Everything is energetic. So when it comes to cleansing, the reason I think having a cleanse, which I was just, I can do the master cleanse, that's the only liquid. You could do water, other people can do juice cleanses. The only thing, all liquid I can do is the master cleanse. It's something about how balanced it is that just works for this oblet type. <laughs> and then when you start eating fruits and vegetables, that has a little bit more energy. And it's energy giving versus energy taking, right? And so you get the energy giving. So if you have a nutrients in your body, supplements, herbs, teas, when you're on a liquid, that is giving you some energy. If you have fruits and vegetables, that's giving you more energy than it's taking and it's going through your body quickly. Now, when you add density of more processed foods, when you have density of animals, It is giving energy, but it's also taking a lot of energy because your body has to process it. And that's why we feel so good on liquids. That's why we feel so good on fruits and vegetables. That's why we feel so good when we don't eat as much processed foods because it's not taking. It's just giving. And if you're a giver... You know, you need to you need to make sure you're getting poured into you need to get poured into by your food. But if you're, you know, giving a lot and then you're taking you're eating food that's taking a lot of energy, you're going to be drained. And so that's what the biggest thing I experienced when I started eating vegan is I had more energy because I wasn't eating things that took my energy from me.
0: Totally. So let's hop into how you segued all of this lifestyle that you're building for yourself into an actual business. How did that flow? Because you can do this and totally not be getting paid, but then just look great and feel great. So.
1: Absolutely. You know, one of my early influences was Queen Afua. She taught me all about the fruits, the vegetables, healing the womb. Like I experienced sexual assault as a young woman and like healing my womb and healing my body. And doing all these things with like herbs and plants and the energy of these herbs and plants and things like this was so phenomenal. I was like, Mm -hmm. everyone should have these tools, everything. Everyone should know this, but it's not mainstream. I got to go and, you know, look at this. No one's reading these books. And and so what I decided is I just want to share. My dad told me when I was young, you're going to be a teacher. I was like, I don't want to be a teacher. I thought teaching was boring and I I just want to adventure and travel and all this stuff. But what he saw was my love and my passion for when I learned things, I would share with my brothers and sisters. I would share with my friends. Like he saw that at a young age. And so once I found all this information about, about health and wellness and about food, I just naturally wanted to share it with everyone. And so honestly, that's how my business started with just sharing and sharing and learning and sharing and learning and sharing. And that's exactly what I do today. I learn and I share. And now my, my community that I created, Get Loved Up, Its pillars are spirituality, wellness, and entrepreneurship because that's the path that I took. First, I connected with spirit and I went to this spiritual center called Agape. And I realized that love is the core, and fear is feedback Mm -hmm. to where we are void of love or where we've been traumatized so much we've cut love out, we've cut God out in a sense, right? If you, no matter what you call the divine, I respect all different religions. But I feel like in spirituality and the spiritual center I go to, it's beyond even religion. It's really about the oneness that governs us all and the energy that governs us all. And so that having that core, I feel like gets me through any and every single thing I could possibly face, like even through the pandemic. And people are like, how are you still going? I was like, look, I'm not going to tell you I have bad days. I do. But then I remember at the end of the day, it is a choice of how I'm going to perceive what's happening to me. And even if something hits me hard, I know that I can overcome it and I grow through what I go through. And I'm not going to allow myself to be stuck in the darkness because I know that there's always going to be light. I don't like <laughs> I don't get stuck in in nighttime. We sleep. We go through it. We rest. We recover. And then we wake up and we do it all over again. So the cycle of life is one of light and darkness. And if we accept that, we can get through anything. And then wellness is about actually. Looking at the darkness in our life and also processing that with foods that are light, with energy that is light and and giving versus taking. And then when it comes to business, it's the same way. You literally, what is the darkness? What do people need? And let me give and share my gifts and talents to be the light in their lives that is my journey that is what i take people through that's what i teach that's what i coach and that has allowed me to be a very successful entrepreneur and it's literally because i just love 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 sharing and i love 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 people
0: Ooh, yeah it's so important you know being able to love what you do and unfortunately not everyone loves um what they do with that being said, out of curiosity, if you weren't in this world doing what you're doing, because I know your father said you were going to be a teacher, but what did you think you were going to be doing? You know. This
1: is still happening and I might be getting into it more this year, but I'm also an actress. I love acting. I love Reality. I love adventure, so I've been traveling. That's kind of the other side of me. Like I love traveling and, it's, and going to different vegan restaurants and going to wellness spas around the world. So I'm gonna be doing more traveling as things uh, continue to open up and allow me to sneak in, allow me to sneak in. And then I love acting, so I never wanted to be a working actress. Though I always I want to be an Oprah type of actress that makes her own movies and film <laughs> and is featured in whatever she wants to be featured in. I have. So many ideas about things that I want to produce and right now produce content online. And so I'm already producing, I already have a production company that, you know, is small and self-run. But as I start to build that out, you might see me, I've done commercials already. I've done a couple like sci-fi movies where I had on, I was Misty Knight and I was a Comic-Con character with an Afro and a tight red leather suit. And a lot of people don't know that part of me, but I think a lot of uh, entertainment stuff is what people we'll see. And that's the other side that people don't see now that I also have a couple of songs out. So I'm an entertainer and an educator at heart.
0: Yeah. Great combination. Yes. So your song, there's a song that you have, and I know that it's tied to some of the content. I think that's the opening song for your podcast, right? Right. Yes.
1: Yes, thank you. Not many people know
0: that. (laughs) You know what? That's because that's what happens when you interview homies. You you just know all the things, you know, all the things. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, of course. Okay, so when it comes to creating content and just building all that stuff out, like I mentioned earlier, you have a really big social media following. Are there things that you can kind of suggest for people that are starting out? Because let's face it, when you started out, the Instagram algorithm, the whole racket, you know, social media was a little bit different. And I'm sure it's changed for you as well. So do it because you love it.
1: And if you don't love it, don't do it. I'll repeat that. Mm. Do it because you love it. And if you don't love it, don't do it. A lot of people will tell you, you got to do this. You got to do that. I can give you a lot of advice. But at the end of the day... If it hurts you more than it helps you, it might not be the thing for you. Now, I'm saying, I'm not saying don't try it just because you're scared. Or you have fear, or if you go got the likes or followers that you want to compare to someone else. I'm like, if you genuinely don't like making videos, I'm trying to love TikTok. I'm not there yet, so I'm not doing it. But I'm trying, right? And I will continue trying and tapping in until I start to love it. And then once I start loving it, I'm probably gonna pop off, y'all. But it hasn't happened yet, so I'm not stressing myself about it, right? And that's what <laughs> I mean. I love, I love Instagram you know, and that's, that was my platform. And so I just did it and did it consistently. And consistency is the key on any platform. You have to consistently show up when you want to build community. You know, you can still take your, your healthy breaks and your mental health breaks, which I think is very important, but the more consistent you are, whether that consistency is once a week, twice a week, daily, you decide, but make sure you love it. And if you love it, It will do well because people can tell that you love it. If you're inspired by it, you know, inspired means in spirit. If it puts you in alignment with your purpose, that's what you see doing well. Because some people do well dancing. Some people do well making food. Some people do well singing. Some people do well just posting what they're wearing. And it it doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter if you are different because the the beauty is in your uniqueness. But you just have to own what it is that you like, own what it is you're trying to do, and share it with people. I see so many people trying to do something someone else is doing. It's not hitting for them because they can't own it because it's actually not in alignment with their dharma. So I would say find what you love and then share it with people and share it in an authentic way to where, It doesn't really matter how many likes or followers you got. And trust me, I know, like I I've gotten stressed out over social media up and down all the time. I've been on. I've been off. I need help. I want to do it myself like I've been all over the board with. I've been on there since 2008. You know, people have done in three years and done way better than I do. Right. And so but for me, it's about just putting my messaging out there and then it turned into a business because it's like, oh, okay, now. All these brands want to work with me and want me to share because I share in a specific way. You know, so once you are sharing your specific way, people will want to work with you or people. So a lot of people, you know, maximize social media in different ways. Some people do it just to share what they're doing. Some people do it as a business. When you're doing it as a business, you really have to own your style and how you want to share. And then if that's reaching people, you're going to naturally have uh, a successful business.
0: Oh man. If you guys need to rewind it, you might need to, but believe me, for those that are just kind of starting out, those are definitely bars. I was even taking notes, right? You know, consistency is super important and authenticity for sure. Yeah. Oh man. If you all need to rewind that, you might need to, but Believe me, for those that are just kind of starting out, like those were bars. I'm even taking notes, right? You know, consistency is super important and authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. okay, Yeah. That's the foundation, right? And then you end up with a book like this, Let Your Fears Make You Fears. So I was fortunate enough to get a copy about a year or so ago when I think it was the last time I saw Koya out, but it's a great book. It covers so much stuff. I think what's really great is that there is a nutritional aspect to it towards the end. But just a couple of things in it, fear, you know, fear is really the big thing that, you know, we all need to conquer. I think it's really important for a lot of people. Um, She covers a lot of the food part, of course, and that's what we really want to talk about today. So tell us a little bit more about the food part and what people can expect and what they can really enjoy with your tasty treats.
1: Well, the food part, I really wrote it as like a guideline because it's not about perfection. It's about progress. And that's the journey that I went through. I didn't overnight become vegan. Like I made progress with my diet and I found the foods that gave me life. And energy and the foods that were more draining. And if you're, I teach you how to listen to your body and just like, okay, these things, cut these out for a little while, see how you feel, right? Eat this Mm. for breakfast, eat this for one, try this, see how you feel. And so it's a really a big guideline for people. So they don't feel like they have to follow this strict regime. You know, some people feel like it's strict. If If you're going from where I was in the Southern country, girl, to my nutrition yeah. plan, you're still going to find it has a lot of variety. But what I tell people, even if you're leaving some of the things in that I'm like, okay, you might want to eliminate that. That's okay. Like leaving it in as long as you need to. And then when you're ready, see how you feel without it. And then we're like, okay, bring it back in see how you feel with it. It's really about just learning your body. So I give you a full layout of breakfast, lunch, Dinner, you got your grocery listings in there. So you can just go in the store and just pick up everything off the grocery list, have it in your house. Cause it's in your house, you'll eat it. And one of my tips, y'all, look, I love some chips. I love popcorn. I love snacks. So what I do is I just don't buy them. They're just not sitting around my house. The ice cream is the only thing, but I can't see it in the fridge, so it helps me out. But if I want those things, if I want the cookies, the ginger snap cookies that I love. I got to go out and get it. So if you are like me and you just have an addictive personality and you about to eat the whole bag of chips, not just two or three, if you are about to eat the whole thing, cookies, then don't keep all those things in your house. Make yourself go out and treat yourself and get them and you'll eat them a lot less. That's what really helped me because I have a sweet tooth and sometimes I go into chip meditation. So I don't keep bags of my favorite chips in the cupboard, but I will once a week. Or once every couple of weeks, go out and like, oh, I'm going to have this bag of chips that I love. And so I think that's a way to like really uh, help yourself win. And again, it's not even about being perfect. It's about what's giving you energy and what's taking your energy away. At the end of the day, you want energetic foods. You want that to be 80% of your diet, foods that give you energy. And then you those fun foods, you want to balance them out with green juice. I love getting donuts and I've gotten so many people addicted to donuts and green juice. Cause it, it really balances your blood
0: sugar. Green, I green. fill out
1: the donut hack y'all. The donut hack is green juice. Thank me later. Cause you won't have a sugar high or a sugar hangover. If you have a little green juice after you eat your donuts.
0: Yo, <laughs> Donuts and green juice. Is this the title of the new book?
1: love that i didn't think about Megan, but i was thinking koi's cuisine but donuts and green juice i think that'll sell more copies
0: (laughs) oh yeah from a marketing position look folks are saying oh i can have donuts and the green juice literally that mentality tell the publisher (laughs) tell your publisher now
1: write it down (laughs) i'm gonna tell my publisher so i was doing a podcast and donuts and green juice came up and they were like uh book title Yeah.
0: Okay, maybe it's like Koya's cuisine, donuts, green juice, and everything in between.
1: (laughs) Hey, I love it! I love it! I love it! (laughs) Those are bars, like I, I think, yeah, donuts, green juice, and everything in between, because that's literally what I am. Like that's who I am, and I'm all about like being healthy but having fun with your food.
0: So I wanted to tap into the book a little more because there's two items that I think people really aren't familiar with and it's CMOS and bladderwrack. So if you could touch on both, I know CMOS is coming a little bit more mainstream, but bladderwrack, not so much.
1: Absolutely. I learned about CMOS through Dr. Sebi. Dr. Sebi has helped like, Millions of people heal from life-threatening conditions and diseases and things like that. I met his protege, Cameron Moore, my podcast, the Get Loved Up podcast, and oh, that's that is still our most listened to podcast because he literally breaks it down how different foods cause inflammation in the body and how to get rid of those foods to get rid of diseases. So when it comes to sea moss, sea moss has ninety-two of the hundred and two uh, minerals we need in our body. So not only do I take it internally. I also put it on my face. I put it on my body, um, and it really helps and gives your body nutrients and minerals from the inside out, y'all. So when, because we, one thing we talked a lot about nutrition, but also we need minerals as well, and. We're not spending as much time outside. We're not spending as much time in the sun. Um, you know, I have a hydroponic garden, but I need to go outside and get my vitamin D. And I need to get the minerals that I used to get from like eating food from the soil, that dirt and those other ingredients, those minerals. So um, so it's really good. And then bladderwrack is another good mineralizing um, Product that you can bring into your diet, especially if you're not taking like a multivitamin, like swearing off vitamins, then I definitely highly suggest taking a tablespoon, um, a tablespoon of bladder rack, depending on what form you get into, but just bladder rack and Irish moss every single day. If you don't have a regular, and even if you do have a regular multivitamin, I just think it's great and it's more in its state. So I highly, highly suggest those supplements.
0: So when you were speaking, it actually made me think about the different treats that you do in person and virtually. What can you give our friends here to help themselves to do something at home for maybe a weekend or a couple of days, like a little quick reset?
1: Yeah, that's such a good, uh, Lynette. Oh, goodness. You asked the best questions. I think the best thing for a reset, the best thing for a reset is get you 32 ounces of water, 32 ounces of green juice. Make the superfood smoothie that I shared and just have that in the morning. And I say have that for at least a week. Have that in the morning. You don't eat anything else. You don't eat it. Just finish the 32, 32, 32. Right. If that's too much for you, do 16, 16, 16. But I say do 32. If it takes you a while to drink your water, just keep drinking it. Because if I wake up at six, it might take me till eight o'clock to finish my water. And that's water with like lime juice in it. Right. And that's going to cleanse and purify your system. Then if it takes you from eight to nine or if you drink it right away, your green juice, your 32 ounce of green juice, go ahead and finish that. This is going to energize you. And yes, it's in place of your coffee. Trust me. I was just talking to my friend that I got them on the green juice. They're like, I don't even drink the coffee in the morning anymore. I, they do it at night when they're working or need some extra, but they don't do it in the morning to wake up anymore because they have the green juice. And then you're going to get your minerals and your nutrients from the smoothie. Right, so if you do that, that's gonna give you such a quick reset in the morning, and then for lunch and dinner in the evening, like you'll see, like kind of the nutrition plan in my book, but you can focus on any like a big salad that could be a kale salad, arugula salad, a salad, romaine salad, Caesar, salad, whatever salad, but let it be fresh and let there not be like. Processed ranch dressing, right? You want to do like a balsamic or you want to make your own dressing that's not processed, does have a lot of chemicals in it, but it's nice. Maybe some oil and vinegar, or like whatever, whatever flush your boil, but keep it light. And then, or I make a dirty kale salad. If y'all have not tried the dirty kale salad, it's on YouTube. It's literally kale, avocado, brags, lime, and then you can put your own toppings. It tastes like bacon, y'all. Easy. Try easy. Me. It tastes like bacon. So good. Um, so have a big salad. And then for dinner, have you a complex carbohydrate like uh, quinoa, lentils, chickpeas um, with some vegetables and just, you know, have a have a little stir fry. So eating like that and just and I give you some examples, you know, in the book, But eating like that for a week. Do that one week for a reset. You do it for one day. You're going to feel great. But if you do it for a week, you gonna feel like a new
0: person. All right. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. Um, so I want to touch on one last thing from your book that I think will kind of match up with what I like to call here at Superfood Sundays, what's your woo-woo? So not everyone that we interview is always woo-woo. Sometimes it's like, look, I have a plant-based business and I don't really woo-woo or maybe they don't know they do, but I would love to know what your woo-woo is and how that goes in your life. I'm thinking that it might have something to do with something I found in your book, which is very much my woo-woo. And it's about really starting the day correctly and how it doesn't even have anything to do with food and and how that plays out and just the morning routine. So if you could talk a little bit about that in your woo-woo.
1: Absolutely, that's definitely part of my woo-woo. I am a empath and I'm a giver and I love serving people, but often I serve people to the detriment of myself and I had to learn mm-hmm. healthy boundaries. And so mm. having that time in the morning, which is my spiritual time where I do meditation, I do journaling, I do transformational letter writing, I do breath work and I give myself two hours from six to eight just to do my woo-woo. So just to write in my journal, just to pray, just to meditate, to do my sacred woman activities and light my sage, light my incense, my frankincense, drink my water, all of that. And then at eight o'clock, I start my yoga, and that's why I might invite a couple friends over. Maybe I do yoga by myself. Maybe I do yoga with friends. Then I take a walk. I go out in nature, and then I go to the gym. Maybe I lift weights three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But that's my woo-woo time. That's, like, the time for me to pour into myself and to love myself up because from 11 to 5, your girl is working nonstop. I have Zooms. I have meetings. I have, like, nonstop. 11 to 5. And I used to spend my whole day because I got enough work. I can work all day, every day from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And I used to do that. And I didn't see my friend. I didn't talk to my family. I was just working, working, working. I was doing all those things, And it was... um. And people, and I didn't understand. I thought I had to grind like that to be successful. But I'm actually more successful now because I'm pouring into Mm -hmm. myself. I'm aligning myself with spirit. I'm aligning myself with my purpose. I'm getting clear and intentional in the morning. I'm processing my pain every single day. And then I'm building myself up. And then I go to work as a whole and complete and energized person, y'all. Because like you said yesterday, I, I was feeling low down but I did. Mm. I I went and got myself a massage. I did all my work, my breath work. And today it's like nothing happened. And it's not because Mm. (laughs) um, I'm just like, you know, bipolar or anything, but it's because I do the work, you know? And when you're in this industry, you're going to get hit. And the more successful you are, the more times you get hit. And I do yoga for a reason. I've been, but I do not break. And so I get hit a lot as I've elevated and I've learned how to like, I'm back, I'm back and black, and especially as a black woman as well. I mean, microaggressions every day, but I'm, I'm back. And I'm back. And I understand, I have to speak to this because I'm learning how to be more vulnerable. I didn't really like to talk about this kind of stuff because it would make me sad or, you know, maybe people don't understand it or take it the wrong way, or I'm trying to pull this card, you know, but no, it's a real thing. And it's real painful. And I got to speak to it because there's a lot of people out there experiencing, they think something's wrong with them. Nothing's not wrong with you. You're experiencing microaggressions every single day. You're experiencing betrayal every single day. You're experiencing being put down every single day. And that hurts. And if you don't, have a woo-woo practice to get you right every single day it's gonna be hard honey it's gonna be hard and that's my woo-woo I'm gonna stop it there because I can go on (laughs) Um, but I had to learn I gotta get myself right if I want to keep serving at the level I'm trying to serve
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense you know the woo-woo mix with the good food staying active uh, can you give us some tips on just yoga? You know, I feel like people think that yoga is an option, you know, like you can just do bowling. But yoga is definitely something that you should be doing on a regular basis. Right. So you got any starter stuff for folks out there to get consistent? Absolutely.
1: Y'all, if y'all haven't read The Body Keeps Score. I would Ooh. highly suggest you read it because all the trauma that we go through and especially if you a person is stuffs it inside and on in your face every single day it creates energy because you know everything is energy so those hits we keep taking I'm like oh, I'm okay they said this I'm oh, okay I got cut off in traffic I'm okay you know and and I say you think it's little things right but those things build up why is cancer so popular you know and we our body is keeping score And what yoga does, it's not just about flexibility, your breath and your body is moving together and using the breath, which I think breath is spirit and moving that energy through the body in a certain way. And doing these dispositions, it's not just for kicks and giggles and Instagram likes, it's for removing blockages and energy blockages in your body. In your mind in your soul and so that's why you should do yoga things you could start with just inhale through the nose exhale through the mouth 10 times that's gonna bring your um, nervous system down it's gonna calm you down and make you feel better doing things like child's pose just Curling up in a ball is going to make you feel nurtured. It's going to send blood flow to the top of your head, so you have mental clarity. Right, doing just forward fold. Again, we're reversing the blood flow. Some people pay thousands of dollars for machines, and all you can do is just bend over, bend over, just do. <laughs> Y'all be doing it for other reasons, but all you need to do is that, and then you're going to feel good. You thought it was another reason when you were feeling good. You were actually feeling good because you was getting blood flow to your head, honey. So I would say, you know, just do a couple yoga poses and know that it's more than just stretching. It is actually mentally, spiritually, and physically removing negative energy and adding positive energy, blood flow, and circulation to your body that's helping you heal from trauma, helping you process trauma and pain, and is increasing your strength and flexibility
0: that's all Man. bang bang all right so let's talk music for a second because we did shoot some youtube content earlier and you introduced me to something called the blender boogie so i just would love to know what really gets you going with music what's on your playlist you know
1: i i, I actually list my full playlist in my book i don't know if you saw that part but i list the playlist i listen to when i just want instrumental and I have another mm-hmm. playlist that has words. And so I list those in there. And I just have a whole list. It's like positive. Because some some of that music, it got a good beat, but it's not telling us the right things. You know, I love the walk. But uh, I also have made a song called Worth and Purpose. Because I'm like, I don't need to sing that every day. And also, I can't sing that to my nieces. So I actually, and it's out, mm-hmm. too. I made a little short bop to the well. My playlist includes things like... Um, higher love bring me a higher love and i love beyonce's you put my love on top ba, 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 pretty much all the love songs but you can look on spotify have a get love, you know okay. i love spirit i love india irie beyonce um erica baidu i mean all the old school like patty labelle like i'm just an old soul so i do like a lot of old school new school i just have music appreciated so anything that has positive message and i have it on my playlist um, but then I, didn't do, I do a lot of sulphagia tunes and binaural beats because there are ways to give energetic frequencies that are healing into your body. And with the amount of consultations I do and coaching that I do, I'm always full to energy. So I have to make sure that I, my energy is all the way up.
0: Learn more at superfoodschool.org.